Welcome to the Hapag Lloyd podcast. Whether crossing the storm, love stories on the high seas, or strange inventions, as one of the leading shipping companies in the world, we have gone through a lot of adventures and want to share those amazing stories with you here on our podcast channel. Dive with us into the fascinating world of shipping. In the arms of the rescuer, it was a special group that climbed the steep gangway on that summer Sunday. They were boarding the Sydney Express, whose 1,507 TEU made her one of the world's largest container ships at the time. There were a bit over a dozen guests. The women in hats, high heels and dresses, the men in suits and ties, the children in their Sunday best, and a pastor. The 225-meter-long container ship had just moored in the port of Tilbury, in the southeastern part of England. Together with his crew, Captain Gerd Steinken welcomed the guests in the officer's recreation room for a christening. But it wasn't the ship that was getting a name. Steinken had signed up in 1951 as an ordinary seaman with North German Lloyd, which would merge with Hapag in 1970 to become Hapag Lloyd. He served as a captain between 1969 and 1993. Although Steinken sailed all over the world, the route to Australia was his favorite. In fact, he took 37 voyages to the Down Under and learned a lot about the country too. After retiring, he took four more trips to Australia with his wife. Steinken's grandfather had also been a sailor, and today his granddaughter works for Hapag Lloyd as a second officer. On September 1st, 1986, there was a powerful southwest monsoon on the Indian Ocean. The previous evening, Captain Steinken had started out on board the Sydney Express from the Suez Canal to Fremantle in southwest Australia. When he reached the Horn of Africa, he picked up a distress call. The coaster Rehima was disabled due to engine damage and had sprung a leak in the rough weather. Now it was drifting towards a rock island, which threatened to smash it to pieces. On board were Captain Nick Churcher, his wife Joanna, an engineer, and a deckhand. The swell was rather high, which made a rescue difficult, Steinken recalls. But the disabled vessel was already lying low in the water, so I knew we had to act quickly. It took more than an hour for the container ship to finally reach the disabled vessel. The situation was very delicate. At least at this time, there wasn't much maritime traffic in this region east of the Horn of Africa. In fact, it was a stroke of luck for the Rahima that the Sydney Express was even in the area. The Rahima, which had cargo on board destined for the Kenyan coastal city of Mombasa, was rolling strongly from side to side. I was actually planning to tow the ship to the coast, which is why we used two rocket line throwers to try to establish a towing connection with a disabled vessel, the 83-year-old says. But it just didn't work out due to the bad weather. The Rehima was in danger of sinking during the night, and the situation was growing more and more daunting. The harsh weather conditions, with waves up to five meters high, made it simply impossible for the container ship to get any closer to the disabled vessel. But there was one last idea, to launch a manned lifeboat. It would be a very precarious undertaking, one requiring finesse, sound judgment, and lots of courage. But Steinken and his crew 
couldn't leave the disabled vessel to its fate, so this plan was their final option. In the end, they pulled it off. Just a few hours after the successful maneuver, the Rahima sank. The crew of the Rahima came on board the Sydney Express with only the clothes they were wearing. The two crews spent eight days together on the container ship before saying goodbye and parting ways in the Australian port city of Fremantle. Six months later, a baby was born in England to Nick Churcher and his wife, who was pregnant during the rescue. She had survived the ordeal of the storm unscathed, as had her then unborn child. Since he and his family probably wouldn't have survived if it hadn't been for the rescue launched by the Sydney Express, Nick Churcher contacted Hapak Lloyd and asked if his daughter could be baptized on one of the company's ships. As luck would have it, the Sydney Express was in Tilbury in mid-June of the same year, so the family was reunited with the people who had saved them. For their efforts, Captain Steinken and his crew were awarded medals for life-saving by the German Maritime Search and Rescue Association. Now, on that summer Sunday, a three-month-old girl was laying in the arms of the captain, her rescuer and godfather. In his sermon in the officer's recreation room of the Sydney Express, the pastor reminded those before him of the lucky coincidence that the captain had been there with the Sydney Express just at the right moment. During her baptism, the girl was given Narishka as a first name and Sydney as a second name. The fact that we can all celebrate together on board the Sydney Express with Narishka Sydney today is something that moves me and my crew very much, Steinken said in his speech. And it moves us even more since your daughter now bears the name of the ship that paved the way for her entry into the world. Looking back now, Steinken says, it was nice to see the family again under such happy circumstances. In the years to follow, he kept in contact by exchanging letters with the parents and, later, with Narishka Sydney. <laughs>